We are live. This is the place where you're going to get good news, super friends, and a daily mission, and super headphones that I'm wearing right now. It's from Garage in California, from Palo Alto, and this is a show produced with love. And Lacey, I got to be honest, there's a bit of woo-woo in the air. I'm burning sage as well. I'm okay. I am sober. I'm sound of mind. Uh, I did have a little bit of green tea this morning. That was uh, out of character for me. Um, I hadn't had caffeine before that. Let's see. January 1st uh, was when I got sober from caffeine. So it's uh, yeah, it's pretty wild for me. How are you doing out there? Is there a lot of caffeine in uh, green tea? Not that much. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty tame. Yeah, I actually haven't had green tea in probably years. So I feel like I need to to get on your level there, burn some sage and drink some green tea (laughs) and wear two pairs of headphones. (laughs) Oh, but I'm good. Yes, I'm good. Maybe not enough of my own caffeine since that is my addiction currently. Yeah. Well, it's uh, something that is helpful and it's something that's fun, I think, to just cut, you know, come back to a little bit and then step away from and kind of just to see where you're at with. And yeah. uh, the internet is uh, surprisingly good today with everything going on in the world. Um, yeah, you, you shot over some great good news yesterday. The Pitco vaccine. That's big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you've been following anything that's been happening in Pittsburgh. Um, we're on the other side of America. But uh, in Pittsburgh, actually, they've been doing a lot that's kind of going against what they might have been told by, you know, the government to do. So like actually UPMC, which is our big uh, hospital over here, they started working on a cure and working on testing kits way before they were authorized to do so. Um, And now you see where we're at. They're actually doing animal trials with a vaccine. Very cool. Yeah. It looked like they were testing in mice and the vaccine produces antibodies specific to SARS-CoV-2, which is the coronavirus. And the mice responded with antibodies sufficient to neutralize the virus. That is good news. Yeah. Yeah. Positive. Very positive. And it's going to take a while to get approved. However, with the current climate, I think it's possible that the FDA fast tracks some of these things. Um, I think it's going to put some pressure on the FDA to revitalize itself and uh, do things in a new way. Well, and that's kind of the question really is like, how many barriers uh, do we have in the FDA that maybe aren't needed? Right. So I feel like things like this might actually change uh, the norm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. They'll definitely nudge things in a positive direction. Yeah. There was other good news I wanted to share coming out of uh, the modeling realm. So we talked about Dr. Michael Levitt's models a couple of days ago in the newsletter, the biophysicist from Stanford who correctly predicted the number of cases and when the virus would kind of be quelled in China. And his models are proving accurate all around the world. So He's uh, knocked some out of the park for Israel, for Sweden, uh, for the UK. And now this brings us to kind of a hard realization is that the models that the White House is using to make policy decisions are proving to be inaccurate time and time again. So those models are out of the University of Washington. And six days ago, according to these models, they projected that in the start of April, there'd be about 50,000 hospitalizations. And this assumed social distancing would continue and everything. Now, meanwhile, the number of hospitalizations in New York City is not 50,000, it's 12,000. So this is uh, a pretty, you know, inaccurate model. And of course, this is a huge travesty. It's horrible that there's 12,000 people in the hospital. However, the models that the White House is using could use an update. 
They all seem to assume exponential growth and they don't factor in things like Dr. Levitt was talking about, including, you know, we don't know how many people are naturally immune to this. And it seems that many people are just uh, not carriers. They're not getting it as easily as people thought. Um, so this is uh, challenging stuff, but it's also good news. So this is um, pretty exciting. And in, in a world of uh, doom and gloom, this uh, runs counter to the mainstream media narrative. To kind of go off of that, we actually just published recently, I think it was maybe 10 days ago, an article um, highlighting how the real problem, and, and maybe not the real problem, but um, an additional problem that's kind of adding to all, everything that's going on is uh, the fear that everyone's feeling, which you've been talking about like every day the last week. We can link that in our show notes, but essentially the article just highlights like how negative fear actually acts on your body. So um, it's just really interesting, like how how much we can really work towards promoting positivity and how that can actually help maybe move this thing along a little bit faster. Yeah, it's important to remember like the silly acronym fears, false evidence appearing real. It definitely not just pollutes our mind, but pollutes all of our actions, right? Because when our actions are clouded by fear, we tend to take this defensive posture that uh, isn't helpful. Even in social isolation or when you're in quarantine, it's easy to fall back in a defensive mindset, but you know you don't make your best choices when you're defensive sometimes. Uh, and that's a problem for many of us. It's, you know, we're, we have these opportunities to rebuild things and reconnect with whoever we're quarantined with or whoever we're on Zoom calls with. And if our minds are clouded by fear, or if we're defensive, we're not going to be able to open up as much as we might want to. And opening up is what's going to start the process of, of healing, of information sharing, of good news spreading, and ultimately of super friends uniting, which we need if we're going to save the world. Well, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's not just about the mental aspect of it either. It's like very literally physically stress affects your body. And when you're in flight or fight mode, you can't think clearly. You know, there's been plenty of studies that analyze your brain activity whenever you are in fight or flight mode. And it just really inhibits your ability to connect with others. You actually lose empathy um, whenever you're in fight and flight mode, which is crazy. So there's so many different things that happen whenever you're promoting fear that yeah. are physical, that are mental, that affect your relationships and just kind of limiting that right now to just focus on the problem and the solution and not let that affect your other choices, your relationships and the other things you're doing with your life. For sure. Yeah. The, the wise words, because the influences are subtle, but they're real. And as someone who is uh, coming out of fight or flight mode for a long time, it's something that you, you know, don't even realize when you're in it. It could be very, very hard to detect. So some of the daily missions we've had can be a good way to get around this, this problem, right? Is you can get some perspective from others around you in quarantine or perspective from folks on Zoom or wherever to kind of see where you're at if you're in fight or flight mode, because oftentimes we're the ones that are invisible to this uh, defensive posture that we've been conditioned into by the media, by negative influences uh, and by ourselves too, right? We can be our own worst jailers sometimes. I think one of my uh, favorite phrases is actually from Mark Manson, who uh, wrote The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. And it's about going into these feedback loops from hell. Like we get into these feedback loops of yeah. negativity that just perpetuate themselves. They affect your relationships. They affect your health. And uh, making sure that you're consuming positive media and positive interactions that don't play into that feedback loop is just so important right now. Yeah. And that brings us to our daily mission, which is 
don't consume anything that's fear-based. So when you encounter something fear-based today, simply notice it, but don't go through. So if you start to see a headline, if you start to hear some words that somebody's saying, they're obviously clouded by fear, do your best to distance yourself from it. Socially distance yourself from the fear, whether that's clicking out, like we said, just giving yourself a space, a buffer, do what you need to do to erect your own boundary from the fear. That's something that is not going to go out of style anytime soon. And the more you get practice at that, the better you get at that, the better you're going to be able to protect yourself, your mind, your immune system, and your relationships. Yeah, very well said, Chad. Awesome. Well, that is today's episode of Mission Daily. That's your good news, your super friend segment. Thank you, Lacey. You have been a super friend throughout this. And that's your daily mission. So block the fear. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.